Hello, everybody. My name is Vince Valentine, and this is Bottom Line with Valentine. So we're just going to delve deep here now, just right to it. Uh, I'm a college grad, and frankly, I wish I had better choices, and I wish I had gone with other decisions in my life when it comes to college. Granted, I did it the easy way, per se. Some people might say I did it the risky way, but frankly, I did what I thought was best. And in a sense, it was from my mess up because I went from community college to university and I did everything within two years. So I went from high school straight to college uh, in four years. There was no pause. There was no break. There was no, you know, uh, what, what do they call it? I forgot where, you know, you take off a year. But yeah, no, I, I went full gear straight to college. And I got out. Now, the issue was I didn't mean to go to community college. Uh, the issue was when I was in 11th grade, they told us for any CSU, especially CSUN in, in California, uh, they told us that the SAT was not necessary if you had a GPA above 3.0. The issue with that that rule changed when I was a senior to not much like to no avail and no actual like, hey, this is different. But my senior year, they told us in the college center that, hey, take the SAT. Uh, the reason being in case you go to other universities. And I said, no, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to stick to California State University, Northridge. And they said, oh, no worries. Just take it still. Just, you know in case you go somewhere else and they ask for SAT. I said, fine, I'll do it. I took the SAT. I got a 1200 on it. Now, frankly, if I say that now, <laughs> people will say, oh, 1200, that's really good. No, 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 no. I got a 1200 before they changed it back to 1600. So I got a 1200 at a 2400. So let's not say, you know, when I took the SAT, but I'm not saying anything. But anyway, I got a 1200 and I said, okay, great. I don't care. Um, going to CSUN and that'll be that. Uh, so I apply to CSUN and they say, okay, in the application, insert your scores here. And, uh, that's it. So I did, I did the placement test. I did the immunization. I did everything else. I did all the requirements basically for CSUN's, uh, entry as a freshman, uh, on my portal, it stated, I didn't have my SAT scores. And I said, okay, fine. Uh, at the time, it was supposed to be due in February. It was March, and I was looking at this. I'm like, okay, this is the only incomplete task in my portal. So I contacted them, and they said, oh, yeah, we never received your SAT scores. I said, oh, it's in my application. Oh, we don't look at it there. Oh, why not? Oh, we just need it sent from the college board. Well, then, then why would you put in the application if you're not going to look at that? Oh, because we need an official record. Oh, my God. Anyway. I go and I realize it's just way too late and basically all the work I did for CSUN was to waste. So I had to scramble and I ended up going to Los Angeles Pierce College. And frankly, when I told people that that you know, I was going to a JC, they told me what everyone says. They told me, oh, you're never going to get out. It's going to be impossible. You're going to be there for more than two years. You're never going to get out. 
is going to be the end of that. Well, out of spite and just to prove everyone wrong, I did it in two years. And I made sure to point that out when I uh, announced it to the world. Um, they, they honestly do make some sort of sense when it comes to that. I know a few people that have gone to JC and uh, some people have been there for a decade. I've, uh, I've seen a transcript where it goes 10 years. Um, <laughs> but the issue is this. You have to go to JC when you're young. You have to do it when you can focus 110% into school. The issue with going to a JC and working is that work will overtake going to school. And it was a struggle my first year because I was working at a job in a small business that had fixed hours. So I couldn't do anything of that sort where uh, flexible hours, basically. So with that, it was kind of an issue. I was full-time student first semester, part-time second semester, and then I got laid off. I said, okay, great. I told my parents, they said, don't worry about it. Just go to school. I said, great. So I did. And I got out in two years. Now, the other issue is don't go to a counselor. There's so many resources that don't require a counselor. I only went to a counselor once during my community college career because I've seen other people when they go to the counselor, they say, oh, you got to take this class, this class, this class. It's so unnecessary. I was told when I went to a community college to, to Pierce uh, by other students like, oh, yeah, you have to do all your classes. You have to have 60 units and everything completed before you can transfer. I asked the CSUN, uh, I guess, representative during a little college uh, fair. Uh, I said, okay, what, what do I really need to transfer? This is what they told me. First of all, you have to have your core classes. So that's your, your golden four is what they call it. Whereas the, uh, the English, the critical thinking, the math, and uh, some, some other class. I forgot what it was. Uh, that, uh, your lower division classes, and uh, basically in general ed, just get up to 60 units to transfer. I said, perfect. With my degree, which was in business during the time, business uh, management, uh, it didn't really take many general ed classes because most of the general ed classes went into my lower divisions. Uh, so with that, I saw that I actually completed everything. I was able to transfer. And then basically the last thing available for the general ed were my arts and humanities. When I saw that, I said, okay, fine, I'll do that at CSOM when I transfer. But it was my final semester, and then I said, you know what? Screw it. I'll do it during the summer. <laughs> so that way it's cheaper and I get it out of the way. I did it. No problem. Easy peasy. So I got that out of the way completely. So when I transferred over, I honestly just focused on my upper divisions and my, ba my basically my degree elect uh, elective classes. Frankly... The counselors at colleges, they, they try to keep you there as long as possible, take as many classes as possible, but it's not necessary. This is coming from a guy who's been in the in the system, so uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of colleges are different of how they function when it comes to general ed, but all you need are your golden four classes, uh, your lower divisions, and 60 units. The rest you can do after. 
with university, once I got there, I kind of slacked off. I did the bare minimum during high school and community college, but I still ended up with A's and B's because I'm the kind of guy where you tell me the information and I retain it the first time. It's a gift. It's a curse. Uh, once in my accounting class, the the thing is, I felt like, yeah, I'm just a guy. I'm going to class. But a friend of mine, she said, you know, at first, when I when I first saw you in class, I felt threatened for the first time in my life. I felt threatened of my intelligence. I said, why? Why, why would you? Because all you did was go to class, take the test, and you were the first one out every time. You got A's every time. I said, because accounting is easy. And she told me, no, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, in high school, it was interesting in my physiology class because uh, they wanted us to have student senators, in, and they did this every year. But my senior year, they uh, did it during second period. So they they announced, oh, we're having student senators uh, come up. So uh, second period teachers, please assign uh, one student as a senator. So my teacher asked, okay, who wants to be a senator? Like half the class raised their hand. <laughs> and then she said, oh, okay, this is going to be a little interesting so whoever has the highest grade will be the student senator and then of that half uh i would say about two-thirds lowered their hand because they're like oh never mind i said oh okay it's gonna be mine and it paid off it was mine i became the student senator and uh it was no surprise to me honestly but back to college after i got to csun it was lukewarm I said, okay, I'm here. I'll get out when I get out. I got out in time, yeah, and I slacked off. I actually got on my final record uh, a fail and a D, and I still passed. And that's the other thing they tell you, too. C's get degrees, right? Right. But D's get degrees as well. But the reason they don't say that is because the GPA of a D grade can't uh, suffice for the passing for a degree at least because you have to keep up uh, like a 2.0 uh i think of 2.0 or 2.5 gpa minimum to graduate i believe it is 2.0 but uh a d is not worth that much so that's why d's can pass but if you're gonna if you were to get straight d's you won't get a degree you can get one d but it can't be a uh, a necessary class it could just be a general ed class and you still pass some rules in classes is where, uh, well, excuse me, some rules of a class list that you have to have a C or better. So C minus, eh, depending on the class again, like I said, depending on the class. But if it's not a necessary class, you'll get a degree. I got a D on one of my necessary classes, but it was one of those classes where it was an elective for my degree, but I still passed. Uh... I got a degree in financial analysis. When people see that, they're like, oh, so you can do finances. I said, yeah, I can. So, and then they tell me, so you can tell me how to spend my money. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's in a sense disrespecting me for what I worked for. Because I, well, not, no, no, not, not just me, but in the finance degree community, that's, that's the low end of finance. It goes finance, insurance, and then financial advising. The finance part is the financial analytics. But 
that's basically working our butts off. In the business world, or business degree world, uh, the high and mighty pish posh people are the accounting majors. Then it's the finance, and the next is the management, and then business law. And then at the bottom of the barrel are the marketing majors. And you can see this. If you ever go to a business, oh, ooh, that was my knee. If you ever go to a business uh, graduation, you'll see it. You'll, you'll honestly see it. The smallest line will always be the business law people because those people are just going to go to law school maybe here and there because you with that degree, you're not really going to do anything. But with that, you know, you're going to end up going to law school. You, you have the intention of still going to school. And then the biggest line in a business graduation will be the marketing majors because that's the easiest degree you can possibly do. And then like the, the second smallest, but of the high and mighty people, as I said, the accounting, then the finance, then the business management. And frankly, having my degree, yeah, I got a career. And then I lost that career because it was kind of a uh, low end, as some people in the finance world will say. I actually was a financial advisor. So when old classmates of mine asked me, what was, what was I doing after college? I said, oh, I'm a uh, financial advising in Beverly Hills. And they said, oh, okay. And when I tell other people who are uh, not familiar with business, they say, oh, wow, Beverly Hills, financial advising. So you can tell me how to spend my money. Yeah, I can. But it's not what I studied for. <laughs> so really it was it was a waste of my time and i and i stopped so i went to a small business and from there i went to analytics with warner brothers so it paid off and i'm using my degree in in good good manners because if you were to go as a finance major and you go into advising i'm sorry but you're just not doing what you should be doing you should be doing something a little better and honestly <coughs> excuse me college is such a scam because yeah like i got some pretty good um you know <laughs> knowledge from it a better understanding of the finance world especially the market uh in in relations of the stock market and and new york but i i wish i had gone to like a trade school so i can get a a, a better you know paying <laughs> engineering job or something because it, it gives you a skill. And yeah, frankly, you're going to work harder and a lot more grueling. But it, it'll really set you apart. You, you'll have a six-figure salary in the next five years. So honestly, I wouldn't mind that. But I, I honestly like my cushy office job with that. The other thing is school in general. In elementary you're just a kid. You're having fun. In middle school, you think it's going to be the end of the world, but it's not. And then in high school, <sighs> high school is where people think it really matters, but it doesn't. And I have so many, so many examples of why high school just doesn't matter. One being, if, if you really look back on high school and think, wow, those were the good old days, then... That's some news to you that you peaked in high school, that there's nothing greater in life after that point. It, it was just high school. And I've seen old friends and, and old female friends become 
different after, uh, especially with the females, where uh, after they lost all that attention and and they didn't go to college, after they lost all that attention from high school, they did something to their bodies to get that attention that they are missing from high school. It's very, very sad. Uh, And a lot of kids think, oh, it's the end of the world when when something bad happens in high school. It's like, no, people are going to forget it. And yeah, later in the future, they're going to remind you of it. But who cares? Who cares? It's not the end of the world. And in college, you're nobody. Who cares what you were? The only people that matter in college are football and basketball players. Because they're the ones that end up getting drafted and they end up going to the major leagues if they do you know, well enough. Especially the first round draft pick players. That is where you're important in college. But other than that, you're nobody. Maybe if you're in the student body, maybe. But other than that, like, do you remember your your class president in high school? Maybe. Do you remember the class president or the student body president in college? No. Not at all. Not unless it was a friend of yours that you were helping trying to get voted. But other than that, it's just like, who are these people? Who cares? And I had a... Nah, she wasn't even a relationship, but a rebound relationship. Uh, think so much about herself in the sense of like, oh, I can't have people thinking this. It's like, lady, this is college. No one cares. They're going to forget about it anyway. They have things f- to focus on more than just you. They are your own things. They have their own problems to think about. But it's just like, it, it baffles it baffles me because kids just don't understand that high school will just be the end of it who cares no one cares and people will think back on it like wow i really put a lot of attention on that when i shouldn't have me i was more of that semi-popular kid people knew about i was always around i went to different groups so everyone knew about me but i didn't make myself known for purposes and all intents because I have an older brother and he told me you know high school just doesn't matter and a lot of my friends they were the older siblings so they you know obviously passed that down but with my older brother he he has five years on me so he gave me that knowledge of like who cares what people think and I said you know what that's that's a good point and I didn't waste my time with relationships in high school but (laughs) I, I guess I had to glow up from middle school to high school because uh, a lot of the girls were that I had a crush on at one point in middle school ended up asking me out. They asked me out. I said no because two reasons. One, I wasn't really focused on relationships. I was just focused on school and getting out. And two, it's like you had your chance. Yeah, I was a little, you know, off, but. Like, now you want me around? No, no, no thanks. I'll be with someone fake in the future if if that's ever the case. But that's not the case. And frankly, that's the other thing too. Relationships. You shouldn't focus so much on a relationship in high school. Yeah, you can have that rare chance of a high school sweetheart. But I think I looked it up a while ago. It was like 5% of that actually work out into marriage. It's a very small number. Yeah, you can meet your soulmate in high school, but chances are minuscule. 
and the whole thing with you know weddings and ma- or marriages ending 50% in divorce it's actually a little lower than that but it's a little popular thing people hang on to and then use as a reason not to get married with with that i mean some some women are out there some men as well they're out there for the wedding not the marriage what do i mean by that well, it's more like they want the pictures, they want the scenery, they want the elegance of it, but they don't want to be with the persons per se, because they just want that dream fantasy to come true, and then it's just like, oh, okay, oh, I'm with this guy, eh, it's lukewarm. <laughs> Not like milk. Milk is delicious. I like milk, especially when you open a new carton of milk. It's really good. I'm pretty sure that there are people out there, if anyone's ever going to listen to this <laughs> podcast, because it's new podcasting is so saturated anyway let me hold on let me me digress after that but with milk when you open a new carton of milk or new gallon because i I like to get the gallons it's it's the most crisp delicious flavor it is just this this thing and i mentioned it to my dad and my brother and they they understood what i was saying so it became a, a sort of family tradition where whenever a new gallon was open all the guys would go and drink a fresh glass, a freshly opened glass. And the thing is, women didn't understand that. And I'm curious now, is it all men who notice that? And am I just like opening your ear, I guess your ears at this point, when you open that new gallon of milk, isn't it just the most crisp taste? And hopefully like some guys listening, they're like, oh my God, he's right. And then some ladies are thinking, I don't know what he's talking about. And then they ask their boyfriends, what do you think of opening a new gallon of milk and tasting it? Does it, does it taste crisp? And then either the boyfriend will say no or, oh, my God, yes. So back to podcasting, I've always wanted a podcast. And frankly, it was always a dream of mine since middle school. The, the guys or the group that inspired me to podcast were the Rooster Teeth podcast. And back then, I was just a kid. I wanted to do video podcasting, but I was just a kid. I didn't have money. I didn't have the funds. I didn't have the means. None of that. But now, it's, it's become readily available now. And it's kind of like YouTube, where if I had known of these things, I would have done it a long time ago. But frankly, I messed up. I'm in the end of it, maybe the middle of it, but the point is it's so saturated. Everyone basically has a podcast. I actually saw a meme where guys who podcast are only podcasting because they don't want to go to therapy. That's not the case for me. I've always wanted a podcast and, you know, perhaps I am dodging therapy, but the point is I've always wanted to do it. And if I had known that I could do it earlier, I would have done it so much better. So I, I, you know, settled with an audio podcast. So I ended up getting some $50 microphone off Amazon and I downloaded some, I guess, podcasting <laughs> software onto my desktop. And that's the end of that. And, and like with YouTube, if I had known that I can make money for just filming myself, watching other people's content, I would I would be in millions right now. Like, I, I laugh, but I tip my hat to the kid. I forget his name. I think it's Ryan, who, who the 8-year-old the that's basically rolling in millions where 
his parents buy him a toy he reviews it and then it's just like ryan approved it's like okay wow if only i had known that i could just open up a box and say hey you know this is pretty good no okay all right or again you know watching someone else's content and reacting to them or even talking about my problems i mean that's not what this podcast is about it could be a rant it could be a discussion no politics though we're trying to unwind from that. The world is crazy enough with politics. It's This country is already divided as it is. So the, there will never be any mention of politics here. The only politics I will mention is just dichotomy between people and materialism. So like great example we'll probably talk about later. iPhone or Apple versus Android. I've had both. I have an opinion. I side with one, but I have the other. And I, frankly, I hate one of them. But that will be for another episode some other time later on. So really, this is more of a podcast of just some discussions, just stories, digression, any topic, really. We're going to get to the bottom line of this, basically. So, yeah, I'm your host, Vince Valentine, and this has been Bottom Line with Valentine.